Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. Amma ba'd. In this series of Ibn Ata'illah's Hikam, Rahimahullah, we are on page 110. This is, this is Hikmah number 243. This one... Is a very interesting one in the sense that while he's speaking about that with regards to a human being and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it actually tells us about our relationship with others as well and what purity and sincerity is. So this is what he says. So لَيْسَ الْمُحِبُّ الَّذِي يَرْجُو مِنْ مَحْبُوبِهِ عِوَضًا أَوْ يَطْلُبُ مِنْهُ غَرَضًا فَإِنَّ الْمُحِبَّ مَنْ يَبْذُلُ لَكَ لَيْسَ الْمُحِبُّ مَنْ تَبْذُلُ لَهُ and as soon as I translate it, for those of you who have not understood it yet, you'll understand, becomes very clear. The lover, the lover is not the one who hopes for a recompense, a reward from his beloved, or seeks some other object. The lover is indeed the one who spends generously on you. The lover is not the one on whom you spend generously. I think in other words, what this is saying is that love is absolutely selfless. And according to a recent study on one of the most, uh, the greatest uh, studies on love, seminal study of love that's just been published called The Thinking Person's Guide to Love, over 30 years of research, covers everything from the earliest writers to um, to now essentially this is what he says love is absolutely selfless you love somebody that's the only time you will give up your selfishness when you are fully in love with someone so the lover is not the one who hopes for a reward from his beloved the reason you're showing love to somebody is you hope to get something back from them Or you seek some kind of object. The lover is indeed the one who spends generously. The lover is the one, if, you, if somebody claims to be your lover, they better be spending on you. If you claim to love somebody, you better be spending on them. Not expecting them to spend on you. So be careful of who you say you love. Because then, in fact, I was just reading from... Imam al-Sha'rani. He says, if you really say you're somebody's proper brother with full love, then are you willing to give him half of your possessions? He says, if anybody claims to your brother, test them. And then after that, the commentator says that be careful too about testing people. Otherwise, you'll cause a big chaos. First test yourself, he said. Because he said, this is what the Sahaba did, their mu'akhat, where their true brotherhood was half-half. But he says, that's a very, very difficult thing to do. That's a very difficult, for, for you to be so brotherly and sacrifice and love for Rasulullah sallallahu and Allah, that you give half of your wealth away to your brother, then that's something azizun jiddan, he says, like very, very difficult, very rare as well. So, don't just read that and then um, start testing others, test yourself first to see if you fulfill that, then maybe others will fulfill that. So now let's move on 
to uh, let, let's move on to the commentary of this. So he's saying that a lover is not the one who hopes for a reward from his beloved or seeks some other object from him. And so he says that there's there's no doubt that love which is done for the sake of ulterior motives and other things that can't be considered proper love. That can't be considered proper love. That is, you can just say, a play. It, it's just a play that you are displaying to get something, to earn something, to receive something. If you love somebody so that they can give you or they can help you, they can protect you, then you're just loving yourself. That's just love for yourself. Because when you're wanting something from them, a benefit from them for yourself, then this whole thing is love for yourself ultimately. It's not really a love for the other person. That's quite simple, isn't it? The reason you're showing love for the other person is to benefit yourself. That means you love yourself through that person. That's what, that's what it is. Because had it not been for your own selfish motive, you would not even display your love for that person. Abu Muhammad al-Ruwaym says that whoever wants a recompense or a reward, then essentially, eventually, when the time gets tough, when there's a challenge, when there's some chaotic situation, it'll all become clear as to whether there's true love or not. He says that if you are hoping for something from who you call your beloved, then what you're really doing is that you're just a salesperson. You're a businessman who wants to give so you can get something back. You're just a selfish businessman who's only giving because you know you're going to get back. Because a true lover is maqtulun fi mahabbati sayyidihi. A true lover is the one who is murders himself, totally destroys himself for the love of his master, whoever his beloved is. He doesn't think of anything but how to please his beloved. That's why a poet says, and this is a bit complicated, it's a metaphorical poem, he says, بُنِيَ الْحُبُّ عَلَى الْجَوْرِ فَلَوْ أَنصَفَ الْمَحْبُوبُ فِيهِ لَسَّمُجْ لَيْسَ يُسْتَحْسَنُ فِي حُكْمِ الْهَوَى عَاشِكٌ يَطْلُبُ تَأْلِيفَ الْحُجَجْ Essentially saying that love is all based on, love is based on oppression. What does that mean is, love is based on injustice. It has to be one-sided. You claim love, it's going to be one-sided. Don't expect to get a fair treatment from the other side. If it comes, great. But the purpose is, I need to be doing more. It's not just. Because it's selfless. It says, if, some, if the mahboob, your beloved, tries to even be just, it's going to get messed up. It doesn't work that way. It'll become ugly and repugnant. When it's all about love, he says, it's not praiseworthy for somebody to be looking for proofs of his love. It's just so obvious. You don't, anybody who really loves somebody, it's going to be absolutely obvious, something you cannot hide. So love is something you cannot hide. You don't have to prove it. It will be in the action, the proof will be in the pudding, as they say. He says another thing, he says that, among the etiquette of love or among the reality, it's not even etiquette, it's not something that you should be doing, it's something that should be happening. Among the things uh, to do with real love, something you should not do and you can't do, you can never complain. You can never feel sad. 
about what the other person is doing. Because your love is selfless and it's not on reciprocation. You can't have a complaint about your beloved. He's not doing this for me. She's not doing this for me. He's not doing that for me. He's not reciprocating. Even if they abandon you, your love is still there. I mean, is it worth loving anybody? Uh, if love is really like this, is it worth loving anybody but Allah? This problem is not worth it. Right? What is necessary for pure love is you do tajallud with tasabbur. You really tough it out. Absolute patience, steadfastness, perseverance on any kind of difficulty that comes any kind of sensor that comes from your beloved until finally you ultimately receive your ultimate goal. That's why he says that either in, in shakaut al-hawa fama anta minna. If you're going to be complaining about love and justice and everything, you're not really people, you're not really a person of love. Taddai madhab al-hawa thumma tashku. Aina da'waka fil hawa kulli aina. You claim love and then you keep complaining? Love is selfless, it's one-sided. That's why one poet who gets the love, he says, Love is my deen, that is, uh, love is it. I, I don't expect to recompense for it. While this same idea works for everybody else and for any love you have, but I think we can, come, we can conclude one thing is that there's no point in having this kind of love for anybody but Allah because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. So that's why, now how do we get that to Allah? How do we get that kind of love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It can only come if He wants it. It can only be if He wants us to be His lover. To be, the be, to be the lover, right? That's why it says the real love will be when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the slave's heart and purifies it in a way that he does not look at anything else. He doesn't turn to anything else. It can only come with Allah's assistance. It can't come otherwise. So Allah will strip away from us and make it easy for us to totally dismiss anything else except that if ever إِذَا فَمَتَى وَقَعَ الْإِلْتِفَاتِ نَقَصَ الْحُبُّ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِهِ whenever there's any distraction from that whenever there's any turning away from that side glance or anything else then that's how much the love will decrease one person said to his wife Inni uhibbuk, I love you. Allahu Akbar, what a wife. What a wife. Also like, mashallah, finally. This wife said, Wa kayfa, kayfa. Wa khalfaka man huwa khayrun minni. How can you say that you love me when behind you is somebody much better than me? So he's like, what's going on here? So he turns around. He turns around to look. I don't know what he was thinking. Who she brought for me. <laughs> right. Subhanallah. When he turned around, she said, 
قبحك الله من محب تدعي المحبة وتلتفت للغير May Allah disfigure you, may Allah make you ugly It's like just a kind of lament word He says, what kind of a lover are you that you claim love and you're already looking at somebody else? You shouldn't have even had a doubt. Like you should have just looked at me, not even anywhere. Like it, could there even be anybody? What a test that! What a test that was. Like you shouldn't have even moved. Like no, I don't care about anybody else. So likewise, when a slave is to love his true master, or is to complain about anything else, or fear anything else besides his mahbub, then he is. Um, he is deficient in his love and or oh, he's just a claimant of it and you have to remember anybody who is fake and who just insincere and who claims something that he doesn't really have then eventually the witnesses that come at a test will, um, uh, will uh, embarrass the person that's why then uh, Ibn Ata'illah he says uh, to explain that, he, he, he says that فَإِنَّ الْمُحِبَّ مَنْ يَبْتُلُ لَكَ لَيْسَ الْمُحِبُّ مَنْ تَبْتُلُ لَهُ The real lover is the one who will spend everything on you. Not the one that you have to spend for. So for that he says, he will spend his life for you. He will spend everything for you. Right? That's why تُحْفَةُ الْمُؤْمِنِ الموت. Death is not something that we hope to get, right? We, we want to live in this world to do the best that we can. But for a believer, when he does have death, that's supposed to be a gift. Because finally now, Ya Allah, you've given me permission to get out of this, to come and finally be in your realm, in your court. A mini visit is to Hajj. That's a mini visit. The ultimate visit is when we die. If we've done well, then we'll go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for a believer, death is a gift. That's what the Prophet said. Tuhfatul mu'min. Mu'min's tuhfa and gift is death. Because that's the only way you can get to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then it's the one who is willing to spend himself, expend himself and also his money. And anything else related to that, he just abstains from it, is indifferent to it ignores it now obviously that's going to be very difficult to complete complete and do properly unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assists you with showering his bounties and assistance and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why not he's already started his side of the budget uh, his side of the deal he gave us existence if he didn't give us existence and we didn't exist we'd never be able to love him so Allah be praised for the fact that He gave, gave us existence. Then after that, He's been supporting us and He's been feeding us. He's been giving us air and sustenance. And He gives you whatever you want. In fact, He's not just give you what you want. He's literally made the whole world for you. To go and take whatever you want and make an effort. And some things are difficult to come by, some things are easy to come by, but they're all for you. Where do I get this from? Ibra Surah Ibrahim, verse 34. Allah says, وَآتَاكُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ مَا سَأَلْتُمُونَ He's given you of everything that you ask. I mean, we have everything at our disposal. We're like, what has Allah given us? 
I mean, he gave you your existence. Where did you come from? You didn't even choose to be here. Come on. You must be special, right? Like you didn't even know you were going to come here. And you came into this world. Allah chose you. There was, there were, there was a time when we... هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينٌ مِّنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا Hasn't time come upon a human being when he was not even something mentioned? There was no mention. The only mention was in Allah al-Mahfuz, in the divine tablet that there was going to be Ibrahim and Salfraz and Adil and Jameel and so on. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Maybe our parents wanted, but finally it came, Right? Finally we were born. So didn't Allah subhanahu isn't that Allah? I mean, come on, let's think about it. Isn't that Allah? We didn't even choose to come here and He gave us the opportunity to be here and then finally get to paradise. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse 29 of Surah Al-Baqarah, He's the one who's created everything on the earth for you. This all proves that the human being is the main focus of this, of this world. The human being is the main focus of this world. Everything is created for him. Because that's why the human being is the one that subjugates everything and controls everything more than any other, any other living being. The fear is that the robots will take over. Uh, inshallah, that's not going to happen. Inshallah. So he says, well, look, all of this that we're speaking about, this is only the means of the love. This is only the source or description of the love of the general people. This is where their love gets to, to this level. Remember, there's always stages in this, and we always find ourselves not even on the first stage, right? If we've been listening to this enough, you know, we find out. So he says, this is sababu muhabbati al-awam. This much so, just to figure this out, to this level that Allah created me, is giving me everything, He must love me, He has created everything in the universe for me, right? I have to make an effort to get it, and it's not gonna to come to me, it's not paradise, of course, right? Then he says, Amma Mahabbatul Khawas, that the love for the, the 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 special people, the more distinguished ones, that is gonna be on a different level, he says, that they've gone beyond. They're, they're totally acknowledged and absolutely firm on the fact that Allah has created me and He's behind everything I do. They already know that. They're, they're, they're firm on that point. They've gone to a higher point. Their love has opened up for them the fact that they've really been able to truly experience the beauty of Allah everywhere and His majesty in action everywhere. They've actually started noticing Him Noticing his work, noticing everything he does. Because Allah does everything in this world, but we always look at it from the apparent. We never look at what's really behind it and why it's happening and who's causing it. These people are those who look at things, but their mind always goes to Allah, that Allah is behind everything. So they see his beauty and his majesty and his might, and all of that in action to such a degree then, because they, I think this is the trajectory, this is the way. Because they see that everywhere now, they can't focus on anything else. Because they're so in tune and conscious of Allah and His attributes in action, that there is nothing else for them because that's overwhelming. You know, we keep saying that, 
you should abstain from everything other than Allah and abstain from the dunya and focus on the hereafter. How do you do that? The only way to do that is to become such a lover of Allah that you literally start seeing His effects everywhere. Now, lovers of people in this world, they see anything connected to their beloved and they start respecting that and honoring that and getting close to that, even though it's got nothing to do with them. It's a wall in the village of your beloved and it's like, man, this is a wall in the village of my beloved. She may have touched it one day. That moon, she's probably looking at the moon and I'm looking at the moon from 50 miles away. Maybe our gazes meet there. It goes crazy like that. Right? This is love. This is crazy, right? So now, that's all made up because you're just trying to emotionally use any excuse. But with Allah, it's a reality. His action, beauty, majesty is everywhere. He is the one behind everything else. Everything belongs to Him. That's not even a joke. That's not even fake. That is reality. So imagine if we can get to that, then that means we're not going to even look at anything else. Then we become heedless of everything else. That's the only way to get it. Otherwise, it's just like we keep saying it, that they fi shuhudi jamali. They'll get lost in the witnessing of his beauty. And watahu fi hadrati bahai. And they'll just completely start wandering around in his might, in just in his awesome might, everything around him. So these are the people who are willing to sell their souls to look for their Lord. They make a lot of sacrifice. You can't do this without sacrifice. In fact, whatever they do, they feel embarrassed I've not done enough. They feel embarrassed that I've not done enough. They never think they've done enough because how much can you do to fulfill the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because they, can, they know that they cannot fulfill what Allah has given them and what Allah has offered them and what Allah has made for them and that's available for them around them. That's why Abu Ya'qub al-Susi, a, a, a wali of Allah, he says, this is his experience, right? He says, حَقِيقَةُ الْمَحَبَّةِ أَنْ يَنْسَى حَظَّهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَيَنْسَى حَوَائِجَهُ إِلَيْهِ Going back to the selflessness aspect, he says that true love is when you even forget what is supposed to come to you from Allah. You don't care about what comes to you from Allah. You're just focused on what you're giving to Him. You're just so in love with Him. Of course, anybody in love with Allah properly is Allah's going to give them. You don't even have to worry about that. But these people aren't even ignoring it for that reason that, oh, I don't have to worry. It's just, I, I don't even think about that. I'm just thinking of me, what I need to do, what's my sacrifice. And they forget about all of their needs of Allah. Because they're just so focused on something else that they even forget their needs. You know when you are so engrossed in something, you forget about eating for that day. You forget about your other tasks. Shaykh Abu Hassan radiyallahu an said, Al-muhibbu ala al-haqiqati man la sultana ala qalbihi li ghayri mahbubih. The true lover is in reality is the one who has no pressure, no weight, of anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on him, for other than his beloved. And he has no other desire except to fulfill the desire of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what Allah will first tell a person if they want to love him, 
if we want to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and claim it, may Allah make this easy. Not, it's not, it doesn't sound easy anyway. But anything Allah can make easy, so that's what I'm saying. The first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell the servant, This is the road you start off with. First, look for well-being and safety from all of these harams and things like that. And look for well-being in terms of your sharia. Look for jannah. Do your actions and look for and all of these other things. Now, this is where Allah will test you. And if somebody says to this that, no, that's not what I want anymore. I've had enough of thinking about Jannah. I've had enough of thinking about just A'mal and just being safe. Now I actually want you. I'm, I'm not satisfied with that anymore. I want something higher. I want you. Ma uridu illa ant. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, that look, مَنْ دَخَلَ فِي هَذَا مَعِي فَإِنَّمَا يَدْخُلُ بِإِسْقَاطِ الْحُذُوذِ Anybody who wants to come to that point and to that level, then the only way you can come to that level is by dropping all of your other desires. All of your desires. It's absolute annihilation, absolute selflessness. Raf'il hudooth, ithbatul qadam. That just means that there is nothing but Allah for you. So, this is not an easy thing. Amrul mahabbati kabir, wa bahruha khatir. It is a really big thing to claim this, but as I said, Allah can make anything easy. Allah can make anything easy, and may Allah make it easy. And He says. <coughs> The only person that can actually jump into this ocean and get across is the one who's willing to make a lot of sacrifices and sacrifice himself in the sense that he doesn't care about his own comforts anymore. In turid waslana famautuka shartun la <clears throat> if you want to come to us and you want to connect with us, Allah is saying, your death is necessary. That doesn't mean you go and kill yourself. It means that you kill all of your desires. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this easy. I know it's, it sounds extremely difficult, impossible needy. How are we going to get this? But if we didn't even know that such a stage exists, such an idea is there, that is what it is. Ultimately, this is the state of the Prophet ﷺ. This is exactly how he was, didn't care about anything else. If we don't even know that, we don't even know that there's something to aspire to. So jahalat and ignorance is what's keeping us behind. Okay, so we've learned this. It sounds so difficult. Oh, I don't know when I'm going to do this, but at least it's planted a seed in our heart. At least it's something I might think is impossible, but at least I'm wishing for it one day. Did we even wish for something like that before? We didn't because we didn't even know about it unless you did. So the benefit of, ne uh, of knowledge is that it might not affect us straight away because it's difficult to change your life straight away. But the more we learn about this, the more the, the seed grows, it germinates, it develops. The more we listen to it, the more it reinforces. And then ultimately we get somewhere. If we don't get 100%, we'll get 50%. 70%, 30%, but at least it's better than not knowing and being satisfied by thinking we're praying five times a day, hopefully. 
which is a great thing, but there's a lot more to life because the hereafter is abundant, Allah is infinite, and the hereafter is forever. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا غفار يا فتاح يا ستار يا حفيظ يا سلام يا لطيف يا لطيف يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم اكرمنا اللهم احفظنا اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واهدنا وارزقنا الله have mercy on us يا الله accept us يا الله grant us your love and the love of those whose love will benefit us with you. Oh Allah, facilitate this path for us. Oh Allah, we sit here today. Oh Allah, in your masjid, discussing your love. Oh Allah, grant us your love. And oh Allah, before we die, allow us to be prepared to meet you. Oh Allah, make our lives the way you want us to be, the way you would like us to be, and the way you have commanded us to be. Oh Allah, we try, we start off in the morning but we fail by the evening we start off in the evening again we fail by the morning we have so many distractions we have so many things to mislead us we are engaged in so much we have become so busy and we have been so distracted ya allah forgive us for our distractions and for our transgressions and for our laziness for our delay for our procrastination, for our sins and our violations. Ya Allah, only you can forgive us. Only you can forgive us. Oh Allah, grant us beneficial knowledge and allow us to follow it. Allow us to see the truth as the truth and allow us to follow it. To see the wrong as the wrong and allow us to abstain from it. Oh Allah, things are so confusing today. Oh Allah, things are so confusing today. Oh Allah, protect us, our families and our children. And keep this ilm, keep this tawheed, keep the love of your messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our family and progeny until the day of judgment. Don't let any of them ever be distracted from this. Oh Allah, you have blessed us with iman and the kalima la ilaha illallah and the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh Allah, we send, send abundant blessings on him on our behalf. And oh Allah, allow us to continue to send blessings on him. Allow us to drink from his hands in the hereafter. Allow us to be interceded by him. Allow us to be in his company. And allow us to constantly be his followers and his lovers. And his, uh, constantly his followers, those who are willing to sacrifice themselves for his love. Oh Allah, except from all of us. Oh Allah, except from all of us. And bless everyone here and forgive us all and our families and allow us to be accepted for some kind of service of your deen. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further. An inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which 
you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.